we will get this thing started. So I don't know if you tuned in, but today in the After Hours show with Kevin and I, we went over minerals. I figured since we already talked about the macronutrients, we can start talking more about the micronutrients. Um, the macros we covered are carbs, fats, and proteins. And now we're diving into minerals and the importance of minerals in the body. So that was good. If you haven't had a chance to listen live, then go ahead and check that out once it's available. Um, anyhow, I hope everyone is doing well. Go ahead and type in any questions that you have, and Kevin should be here any moment to help me answer them. So come on, keep <laughs> bring them, bring them, bring them, bring those questions. Anyhow, uh, I figure since no one has asked anything yet, I can kind of cover a little bit of what we discussed on um, in the minerals show today. Hi, Raymond. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining us. Anyhow, so a few interesting facts about minerals. You know minerals make up 4% of our body. And out of the 103 known minerals, at least 18 of them are necessary for our health and proper body function. I thought that was really interesting. Another thing to know, and probably the most important, is that our body does not make minerals. So we have to get them through our diet, making them essential, like, you know, essential fatty acids, you know, anything essential means that our body does not make it. So it's important that we get it through other means. Uh, primarily our diet. So I thought I would give you a few little key facts that I came across when I was prepping for today's show. Um, it looks like my camera's frozen. I'm not sure it is on your end. So if someone could let me know either way, that would be helpful. But um, let's get some questions going, guys. As more people join, I'm sure there will be questions, but Raymond, come on. Do you have anything do you have anything to ask? You were the first one first one to say hello. All right. So um, some roles of minerals in the body that we went over. Um, minerals act as cofactors for enzyme reactions. And some I know when we think enzyme reactions, we're wondering, okay, well. What exactly is that? Basically, um, digestion is an enzyme reaction. Breathing is an enzyme reaction. So very critical for these things. Hi, Joseph. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us and allowing us to positively impact you. That's, that's what we enjoy doing. So keep up the, the work. Oh, William asks a good question. The difference between vitamins and minerals. Well, that's a great question. So um, basically, they're both nutrients, I would say. Um, but vitamins, um, they're just, they're just, they are different. Basically, minerals are what remains as ash when a plant or animal tissue is burned, um, which is very interesting because we talk, I don't know if we discussed it on the show at all, but 
you know, if, if you have land or, and, and you have to manage land, like a large tract of land, uh, a lot of the conversation goes into burning, um, naturally. So, so when I say burning, there are regulated planned burns that people do for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is to help mitigate future burning um, that is not controlled. So controlled burning allows you to calculate factors um, because a natural burn could occur from a lightning strike or, or something like that. Um, and we know that we hear about burning a lot in California because there's a lot of fires out there every summer. But um, if you own land pretty much anywhere, the idea of controlled burning comes into play. And one of the things that is very beneficial um, with these controlled burns is that those that burning creates minerals. And those minerals from that ash goes back into the soil. So essentially, it's a way of nurturing the soil and putting nutrients back in, which is really interesting. So um, basically, uh, minerals are the byproducts. Um, they're basically, it's what remains from as ash when, when, you know, when our body or, or any animal tissue or um, plant tissues are, are burnt. So different from vitamins, maybe Kevin has more input there, but they are different from vitamins, but they are nutrients just the same. And they are important for many things. Um, many functions in the body. All right, let's see. We had another question coming from Raymond. How do we balance the minerals we take? I may take too much magnesium. I found it very beneficial for my, my what? Well, magnesium is beneficial for, for many different things. Um, a lot of people don't know that, that there are several different types of magnesium as well. I have um, I have a little bit of information on magnesium. Let me see if it's right here and quick to reference. It may or it may not be. So if it's, just bear with me a second. Okay, yeah, it is actually. And it could be beneficial for you to hear this. So there are, like I said, there are different types of magnesium and certain types of magnesium do different things. So for instance, oh, I thought I just had that. Okay, here it is. All right, so magnesium malate is really good for the, musco, the, the musculoskeletal system for fatigue and pain. Um, magnesium glycinate is great for anxiety, insomnia, headaches. Then there's magnesium taurate, which is great for cardio, um, cardiovascular function, sugar homeostasis, and blood pressure. Then there's theonate, which is for good, good for cognitive and mental ability. There's magnesium sulfate, which is good for recovery and relaxation. There's magne magnesium citrate, which is a pretty popular one. That one is good for digestion and helps relieve constipation. That's one that I recommend a lot to people who um, are pretty stopped up and they can't seem to go to the bathroom on a regular basis. That seems to clear it up pretty quickly. Um, and then there's magnesium chloride, which is good for muscle tightness and leg cramps specifically. 
Um, usually if you get a magnesium supplement, they should have a good mixture of different types, forms of magnesium. So you can look into it that way. All right, let's see here. Kevin said, uh, oh, and it's basically um, a response to Joseph that Paxlovid seems to work without any major side effects. So very leery of everything. I agree. <laughs> so I only recommend it for people who are at high risk or start seeing more severe symptoms. William, minerals all come from the earth. Vitamins are produced by plants and animals. And there's some crossover. Ah, that's an interesting way to put it, Kevin. Thank you. Um, back to Joseph's question and Kevin's response on the Paxlovid. I have a question that maybe someone might know. Is Paxlovid the, the medication that both Fauci and Biden took when they recently contracted COVID? And from my understanding, it helps them clear up symptoms, but then they got COVID again within two weeks which I find very interesting and makes me wonder what really was going on there. So I don't know, something to look into. I don't know all the details about it, but I remember reading something about both of them getting COVID and taking something. And then two weeks later, later they relapsed and had COVID. They tested positive again. So um, something to look to look into. Oh, Kevin said, yes, it is. There's a phenomenon called Paxlovid rebound. Yeah. So I guess you could kind of have your pick there. You can either use it to help get rid of COVID and reduce the symptoms, but then you're risking having COVID again, which to me, want you know, if you ask me and my personal opinion on that, I would say, just give it to me one and done and let me be over it so that I don't have to relapse and, you know, have my immune system bogged down for a much longer period of time. That's just me. That's my personal thought on it. Um, but then again, you know, I, when I had COVID, it was last October or early November and it, I, I didn't feel like I needed to take anything for it. So without money. Don't get me wrong. I did take a ton of supplements. Uh, and I, I did, I actually took ivermectin. Anyway, I don't want to get into all that, but anyway. All right, Jack, as a functional doctor, there's an experiential therapist to treat, to treat stress. As a functional doctor, there is an experiential therapist to treat stress. Okay. Uh, interesting. Wait, are you a functional doctor, Jack? I'm curious. I, I, I may not be understanding um, what you wrote here. But anyways, that's interesting. I wonder why it's called an experiential therapist for stress. Huh. I know about experiential marketing, but not related to that. All right, guys. Keep it coming. Scott says, I'd rather take ivermectin, but finding a pharmacy to give it is hard, but found a CVS last Christmas that did. Oh, good for you. I actually ordered my ivermectin way ahead of time 
I had it for, for several months before I contracted COVID and I purchased mine through America frontline doctors. That's what I did. It, it was fairly simple once you navigated the site because that in and of itself was very difficult. I actually recommended it to some family and friends and they had a lot of trouble navigating the site as did I. So I finally figured it out and they did send it. I wasn't in a hurry to, to receive it. So it took several weeks to receive it, but I think they have an option as well for uh, like a rush delivery if you have contracted COVID or if you have been exposed. So good for you that you found someone at CVS to prescribe it because that is, I'm, I'm actually impressed that they did. Oh, thanks for asking me, Scott. Scott asked how I am doing. I'm doing very well, thanks for asking. It is peak heat right now in Florida very, very hot and humid. And yeah, I mentioned today on the show that I finally have been able to harvest some of my tower gardens. So yesterday I made an enormous salad. I put some sausage in it and about, I did mixed greens, Mizuna, which is like this beautiful purple kind of it's a leaf, <laughs> um, Mizuna. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's delicious. Uh, I did arugula and then some of the herbs I am growing, which are oregano and dill. I love adding herbs to salad. It just gives it so much more dimension. So, so good. Oh, Kevin says that Mark Cezanne calls it a big ass salad. <laughs> Basically, that's what I mean. It was a big ass salad. And it was really, really good. I made my own dressing. Actually, maybe I'll post the dressing. I'm, <laughs> I'm really trying to copy a recipe from a restaurant that I love. This dressing is so amazing. Unfortunately, they put it over kale. So it's a kale salad, which I, I prefer not to eat a lot of raw kale because um, it's super high in oxalates and just, it's just not, it's not the healthiest food, but, and not to mention, I'm sure it's not organic kale. And I think kale now is at the top of the list. Well, one of the top for um, the dirty dozen. So, so kale has just, there's so much more demand for it nowadays than there ever was before. Everyone went on this kale kick and which is still the case. So that's one of the things with kale that you have to be careful with. You definitely want to get it organic, but I can't help it. There is this salad at, it's at, a, I don't know if you've ever heard of a Hillstone restaurant. They have several of them. In California, they had like four or five different, different brands under that, uh, the Hillstone um, umbrella. But I went last week and they have like an Asian dressing on this kale salad that's spicy and it is to die for. So I went online to see if someone made a copycat dressing and I found several and I tried to pick different ideas from them all. And it's really good, but it doesn't taste like theirs at all. So I'm, I'm still playing around with it. Yeah, Kevin said, oh my God, Hillstone. 
Yes, it is one of the best restaurant groups. You de I definitely cheat every, I say cheat, but, but I eat everything. But for me, I just, I ignore all my dietary protocols when I go there because it is, everything is so good and they're so consistent that I just go all out every time I go. So I will keep you posted, but I am dying to figure out their salad dressing that they make that they put on this kale salad. It is so good. It's kale and cabbage. I know Kevin just mentioned that he uses a lot of cabbage for salads, which is great. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, and, and also I didn't use kale or cabbage on my salad yesterday. The, all of the, the greens that I used are fairly very light. Um, and so I think you need something a little heartier. So cabbage is not a bad idea. I might do that. And actually, I think they use, they make a cabbage salad there. Like I think they call it coleslaw, but it's not mayonnaise based. And I want to say they might use the same dressing for that. So if you ever get a chance to try it, so, so good. Anyhow, moving right along. <laughs> um, <laughs> John says, John, that's pretty funny. He'd rather lick a boot than consume kale. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people who cannot stand kale. So I can't, I I can't, you know, I can't say much about it. I think I, I do like it. There's a massaged kale salad that I used to make all the time, probably once a week. Uh, and I stopped doing it because of all, you know, like I mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of kale, but it is so good. It's basically lemon, olive oil, garlic, and Parmesan cheese. And you just work it in there, but you have to use your hands and really mas like massage the kale. So it, gets in there and then you leave it in the fridge for for several hours so it's like working its way and kind of breaking down the kale. The, the, the lemon's probably kind of processing it like helping um, to pre-digest it for you like you know kind of pre-cook it for you so probably a little better than just plain raw kale but it's so good. All right Raymond says ivermectin just by injectable for cattle just by injectable for cattle. Use about, I don't know. I don't know if this is what you should do. Use about 200 pound calf dose. I don't know about that, but hey, let us know if you try it and how it goes. <laughs> oh, the cars. Hi, we're adding raw beef, beets, onion, and garlic to can right now. Yum. Wait, let's see. Let's hear that again. Let's see. Beef beets, onion, and garlic. That sounds great. All right, Scott, Lauren, and Kevin, I took my first NutriQ thinking it'd be decent. All low numbers except sugar handling was 15. Everything else was low or just on the low medium line. Is that odd for a 40-year-old, 148-pound, 5'8"? He also says cattle ivermectin tasted horrible from experience <laughs> oh my goodness so people really did do that <laughs> um scott did you have you done a discovery call with us yet i can't recall i want to say you haven't but uh i would have to look at 
I'd have to look at, you know, how it all really panned out for you. Um, and when you say, when you ask about everything else was low or just on the low medium line, is that odd for a 40 year old, 140, 48 pounds, 5'8"? That's, that's hard to say. We need a lot more information than that. We need to know what you're eating on a, you know, on a daily basis. We need to know, you know, there, there's a lot more than just, this is my weight, this is my age, my blood sugar is at this level. That's, it's, it's way deeper, a lot more to unpack than that. So sign up for the discovery and take advantage of it. I think I told you in the past, there's no harm, I promise. And if anything, you'll come out, you'll come away with really good tips and hopefully things that you can implement. So like I said, sign up. Hi Brent, just wondering how long it will take for a follow-up after my wife's discovery call. You told her you'd get to, to Kevin. Oh, well let me look into that Brent. What is your wife's first name? I'm writing this down if you're wondering. Was it because she wanted to come on the show? Because we'd love to have more people um, live, you know, one-on-ones on the show. So, she got with Kevin to get back to her. Let me look into that. It was before July 4th. Yeah, I don't recall that off the top of my head. All right. Kevin. Kevin says, Scott just means you need to eat lower carb until you get the sugar handling under control. It may also be stress induced, so should start the stress protocol. I don't think anyone can can go wrong with starting the stress the stress protocol. So Audrey. All right, Brent, I will look into that for you. All right. Oh, Scott says stress is probably the main thing. Five day work week plus online school and little rest. Oof, that is a lot. Uh, that's a lot for anyone. So yes, stress can definitely play a part. Um, but like I said, the discovery call you can't go wrong. We'll talk. We'll you know some of the questions in the intake form will ask you about your stress level and your sleep level. So right off the bat, I would have already known. Oh, stress is up. So definitely sign up. Like I said, we can help you a lot better if you sign up for that. Kevin said, just saw this headline. Looks like Jill Biden has Paxlovid rebounds as well. No way. Of course, I am not surprised. There you go, guys. I, I'm shocked that they would have recommended that she take Paxlovid after both her husband and Anthony Fauci had rebounds, have, you know, rebounded. Like, <laughs> to me, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out, but whatever. All right, Brent, we're not social media people or want to be public, but she would be very interested. Okay. All right, Brent, I will, I'll have a look and I'll reach out privately. All right, Raymond, my friend already did that with the ivermectin. He got the COVID last year and bought a fresh bottle and a new syringe and needle. And use the 200 pound calf dose. Yikes. You guys are brave. I, I, I don't think I could do that. Um, Donna. 
Okay, Donna had a kidney stone in March. Just found out that the CT scan also showed a fatty liver, a five millimeter module on left lower lung and a nine millimeter and two centimeter mass on my adrenal gland. Any suggestions on what to do going forward? My blood sugars are doing better down to the average of 145 over 200 before our meeting. Okay. All right. So Donna, um, great to know that your blood sugar is doing better. Um, question, did you, did, is, do you still have the kidney stone issue? Um, I find kidney stones very interesting. I've been doing a little more research and at some point we'll cover it on the show. But um, I'd love to uh, to work one-on-one if you've already done a discovery call. Um, fatty liver, it, it that, that can be remedied. I don't know how long it takes. Um, maybe Kevin has an answer to that. I don't know how long it takes, but as you, and I don't know how long you've been um, on your new, you know, kind of dietary protocol or change your diet for the better. Um, all of that information is definitely helpful to have. Um, but fatty liver, like the fat around the liver should start to, to, you know, to come down after, you know, you get rid of all of the, you know, the carbs. In terms of a a nodule on your lung as well as on your adrenal gland. I'm not sure about that. Um, the best thing I, you know, the best advice I can give you off the top of my head for that is you definitely want to stick with, you know, a proper diet, nutrient dense, most likely keto, especially if you still have signs of fatty liver. Um, and, you know, stress, pro, you know, like basically everything, stress, pro, all the things that we recommend for overall health. Um, I don't know what your doctor is going to recommend if they want to go in and look, um, deeper and do a biopsy of these things. That is completely up to a doctor to recommend. I have no experience with that kind of thing. So, um, Definitely, I'd stick to a very strict, healthier version of a, of a diet um, and, you know, see what the doctor recommends. I'm sorry to hear that. Kevin says, I found a lab to test the balance of nature supplement. I'm going to check for glyphosate levels. Ooh, very interesting. We'll be sending it tomorrow. Show have results next week for the show. Awesome. I'm very curious about that. Donna, no kidney stone issue before or after that. Great. Very good to hear. Um, very, very good to hear, but still, like I said, I, I don't really have much in terms of, of recommendations for the other stuff, the, the, you know, the actual nodules or the mass or anything. Kevin mentioned that yes, fatty liver resolves itself quickly with keto or carnivore, sometimes less than a month. Oh, I didn't realize it was that quick. That's very quick. So Okay, so you've been nutrient-dense keto since July 6th. That's good to know. It, it's still pretty early stages. Um, let me see if you mentioned when you had 
Oh, the kidney. Oh, so the kidney stone was looked at. The CT scan was looked at. Was done in March, where it showed the fatty liver. Then you probably don't have an issue anymore if you've been following a pretty, um, you know, if you've been following the diet protocol properly. So maybe, you know, check with your doctor on the rest of this stuff on you know the the mass and the the nodule and see what they recommend and. Have, you know, and then if you have to have another CT scan, that's a great time to have them look at fatty liver. But you should be in the clear as long as you've been following the protocol. All right, let's see. Raymond, we are both cattlemen and probably already have had ivermectin in our system because of our pour on ivermectin. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that you poured it on cattle. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you didn't wear clothes. <laughs> Country Boy Can Survive, one of my favorite songs. All right, Donna, uh, 24 urine collection to see if additional hormones are an issue and follow up CT in February to compare growth. Good. Wow. February seems like a long, so they're waiting a year to find, to, to see, uh, compare growth. Wow, that's, that's interesting. I would... I would think they would do it like closer to like six months or something, but I'm sure every, every doctor has their reasoning. Um, well, keep us posted on that, Donna. If you need help with anything else, um, go ahead and sign up for Discovery. And if you've already done that, then a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, whatever, we're here to help. So, all right, guys, we are coming up on 30 minutes of the Q&A. So... Of course, Donna, thank you. Thanks for, for asking the questions. We welcome them. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and close it out here and leave it for next week. Next week, Kevin is gonna do a video on his garden, a little garden update. And I think the plan is to video it ahead of time so that he and I can both be on the Q&A um, answering questions. I hope all is well and you guys take care. We'll see you next week. Bye.